Steph in the Facebook group asked a question about what is the best car loan provider if I'm on Centrelink benefits, but partner is working full time on a low income? Steph says she has a deposit and that they can afford repayments based on the website calculators. So John, this situation, I'm looking at profile photos, perhaps under 30, uh, trying to build our life and our career. Uh, Steph is on Centrelink benefits. We don't know the reasons why, uh, and that's okay. It's it's a legitimate thing uh, for many of us um, at different times. What is your advice to someone in this situation, given the limited information that we have? Yes, very limited. Oh, look, and I was actually at a, at a high school talking to some Year 11s this morning about this. And my general advice slash information to them, recommendation was avoid a car loan like the plague. Save your money. Do it the hard way because there's a feeling of, of uh, completion and, and satisfaction when you get that done and, and you walk in and buy your car with, with uh, the folding stuff, namely cash. The second option being the bank of mum and dad at a competitive interest rate that you pay them back and uh, everyone's a winner. The third option is obviously the car loan. Now, we want to avoid that where possible. Now, I know that we obviously need a car to drive around in and get from A to B if B is our place of work. Uh, but it just, it, I, I don't know. And I've had a car loan before. Mm. It sends you down a dark and deadly path if you don't manage it well. Yeah. And what I would probably say is let's just talk about this conceptually and not based on the questioner. When it comes to your personal finances and your budget, you need as little hanging off that as possible in terms of payments. You know, I've had car loans in the past. I haven't had one for many, many years uh, and I just, you know, I stopped drinking the societal Kool-Aid and just because I can afford a big car and I can afford the monthly repayments, I don't know if that means I can afford the car. And for me, when I spend cash in one transaction, it's a lot harder to part with, I'll make a number up, it's a lot harder to part with $20,000 than it is to get a loan for $500 a month. Yes. For $20,000. So the fact that we're buying it with cash, emotionally it will slow us down. 101, personal finance, we do not borrow money for depreciating things. Now, I've changed my tune a little bit over the years. Okay. I'm not as mean and angry as I once was. I, you know, if I'm coaching someone to get out of debt, for example, I would rather forget the car, keep those payments going, let's just focus on the other debt because I just want people to get into a habit of going forward we don't use debt for stuff, if that makes sense. And mm. I'd rather win the overarching war of having good financial habits and investing for our future than turning someone off by me saying you're not allowed to have a car loan or you're not allowed to have a nice secondhand car and, and all that stuff. So this is kind of the dance, right? 101 best practice, I believe, for your budget is to pay cash for a car because it will slow you down and you won't spend as much and less money in depreciating assets. 
ta-da, guess what? You make more money. <laughs> it's like as simple as that. Now, if we go to some basic rules that I've put in place uh, for people who might listen to this, and we'll put a link in the show notes to my car loan checklists, if you will, do not have assets with motors in them in your household worth more than 50% of your take-home income. So if there was a family and there was someone earning 80000 and another spouse earning 20000 that's $100,000 household income. There is no way on the planet between the two of them, we want stuff with motors worth more than $50,000. So two cars worth twenty five grand each is the absolute max, right? So that's a good rule of thumb. No, caravan's fine. Uh, no, <laughs> there's fridges in caravans usually, so that's a motor. Um, <laughs> Anything that's going down in value, the motor and <laughs> yes. a caravan. Yes. Um, so if you've got a boat, a car and another car, that's three things that need to come in under that 50%. And that's just a guidepost, right? So we're not putting too much of our wealth into decreasing assets. The second thing I would say, if you're like, look, I want a car loan, I want to get this car. And to be honest, I actually told a friend the other day and this is kind of the reason why I say pay cash because a lot of us, well, maybe I'm maybe the exception. I tend to not keep my car for like eight years because I like cars and I like changing. I had a friend the other day, they keep their car for like over 10 years mm. and he's looking at upgrading um, because he's got a growing family, got the dog. And I'm like, just go buy a brand new flipping Kia. You get seven years warranty yeah. and get on with your life because the difference... And, you know, he was in a certain financial situation and, you know, because he's going to hold the car for like over 10 years, in 10 years' time, it doesn't really matter the that first initial hit on the depreciation. But also, if he can get something two years old that still has warranty, knock yourself out. But he was in the position where I'm like, I know they've got money. Mm. Um, I'm like, just go choose your colour, choose your seats and the kids are at the age where they're not absolutely going to trash it. And because you hold it for so long, knock yourself out. But we still want to bring in these principles that no more than 50% household income into depreciating assets. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So another thing... I always like to say, if you are getting a car loan, make sure you put a deposit down, try and put in 20%. So if you want to get a $10,000 car, try and put $2,000 into it and don't have the loan more than four years because what that will do is it will ensure that at any time, generally speaking, the car will be worth what you owe on it by putting in that deposit. And again, that deposit will slow you down. So, Unless it's a BMW. Yeah, I don't know. I've never had one. But all that to say, that's kind of my guideposts. But back to the question, if we are in startup phase with our money life, 
if we are on a lower income, if we are on Centrelink benefits and we've got a spouse or partner that's on Centrelink and the other one's on lower income, like the questioner, I would totally implore you not to get a loan because sometimes with these types of situations, lower income, Centrelink, all that, you may have to go to a lender that will be a, a such a savage high interest rate and it's just going to send you backwards further because a lot of the time the question is, oh, I want to get a car loan, um, I've got a mortgage. A lot of the time you can get asset finance if you've got a mortgage for basically the same rate as your mortgage. So that's kind of why I'm, like, I do have a bit more grace and all that. I personally don't do loans because it slows me down, but if you do have a mortgage, you're probably better off to get a four-year loan. So at least it's separate and you will pay it off over four years, not refinancing the home and paying it for 30 years. But it goes back to the principle, I don't do it. I pay cash even though I've got a mortgage because it slows me down. So when you are in a lower income, we need to just make sure that we can keep building your financial life. So if you get a car that's a bit cheaper and it, you've got a loan and then something happens to it and it breaks and it's a write-off, you're not left with no asset and still a loan and it just sets you back further. I think with the, okay, I wake up, um, I haven't had the best management of money in the past, but now I've got a job and I need to go halfway across town. I haven't got a vehicle. What do I do? I've got no money in the bank. Then, okay, we need to create a, a situation where I'm trading my time for money. I go and get myself a job. If I need to get a five grand car loan, then yeah, knock ourselves out because it's for income producing purposes. But as you mentioned, we want to pay down on that as quick as possible and have a, a, a good plan or a good system around the money coming in and the, and the money going out. Because that's the real kicker here, isn't it? Because people look at it and say, oh, website calculator, I can afford that, no problems, I'll, I'll go and do that. But not realising that, okay, I'm on six, seven, eight percent and the asset's going down in value and I wake up in four years' time and I've lost 10 grand when the car was actually only valued at 10 grand to begin with. Yeah. I just go back to my principle where I don't do it. But in this situation, can you snowball a car? So we talk about debt snowball, right? Where we save up money, pay off debt, and then we put that money, we're saving on that, paying off that debt to the next debt. You know, you've said you've got a deposit. We'll assume you've got $5,000. Can you, and assuming you've currently got a car, and this is a whole other thing, you people out there, and I've been guilty of this before, you get in this emotional rut where you need to justify something new and what you've got is actually fine. Just want to pause and check yourself before you wreck yourself. Can you last another six months with the current car that you've got, keep saving a bit of a deposit, then sell that car for three grand, put your deposit of five grand together, go buy a seven grand car in a year's time, car's probably still going to be worth six or seven grand. You've saved more money. Sell the car, add money to it and slowly upgrade your car over time, providing you've got an emergency fund and slowly walking up in car rather than getting a loan because it all goes back to you've got to keep your cash flow lean and agile. And if you are on a lower income, we need you to focus on your career. We need you to focus all your effort into um, growing your income, not being stressed out, being strapped for cash each week. Uh, because you've got a car payment.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.